Radio would like to acknowledge that right now we're broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the ER Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Today on For the Record, we're going to be looking into an artist and in turn a story that has evolved into one of the most culturally irresistible and beautiful records that we've heard so far this year. Her name is Yusu. And she is an absolutely incredible... I already gave you the spiel um, when we were talking with Joe Khan on mornings about five minutes or so ago, but Yusu is a producer, uh, classically trained musician, composer from the Henan province of China who later moved to Vancouver in Canada uh, to study, and that's where you can where you can find her playing some shows to this day. But this record has a brilliant story about returning to your roots, returning to um, your home, homecoming and connecting with your culture. So tuck yourselves in for the next hour. You're in For the Record, a weekly album show here on FBI Radio. Yellow River Blue is a record figuratively and literally born from Yusu's travels and connection to nature and her... The, the country that she was born in, where she grew up, and now ultimately kind of, you know, coming back to that and revisiting her experience from a kid. And that's why we're kind of focusing on that aspect now, because her heritage, her background, travelling is such a significant part of the story of Yellow River Blue. It is, or was rather, written off the back of a tour in 2019 uh, across mainland China, where from there she took the time to take stock and just, again, connect. She combined the full breadth of her musical journey to tap into a collection of sounds which seem to evolve as and where you listen. Claiming to have never heard electronic music before moving to Vancouver, she immersed herself in the local scenes, both for house music and ambient, and that's kind of what gives you 
the really beautiful mix and mellowing mix that is Yusu's music. And it really is that mellowing and, and not in a fall asleep, boring kind of way. <laughs> in it's, it's mellow at the same time as it is energizing, electric and really, really engaging to listen to. Yeah, and it is very apparent down to the album title. This is Yusu's debut record, came out earlier this year, FBI Radio Album of the Week as well. It's so heavily inspired and, I guess, informed by nature. It is named after an actual river. And we're going to shed a little bit more light about this river and its impact on this album as we go through this record the sound and the impact of Yellow River Blue in music today so far. Tuck yourselves in. It's a real one that you want to immerse yourself in fully and go through with the journey because no two songs, I think, on Yellow River Blue are similar or the same. Would you agree, Dan? Yeah, definitely. I would would be lying down, getting comfortable, maybe getting like a cup of tea or something, (laughs) closing your eyes and listening to this one because it is an absolute journey. Some would call it an autobiographical record. Whoa. To give you the context for the journey, we're going to take a trip down memory lane to the song that I think that turned so many people onto Yusu. It was the song that got her on so many uh, editorial lists as one to watch, a rising DJ, rising producer. I'm, of course, talking about Watermelon Woman. And we are going to walk you through this journey with Yusu on For The Record today. Let us know what you think on 0409 945 945. You're on FBI Radio.
Touch Me Not right there. Before that one was Futuro. And then up the top we wound it back a little bit and listened to one of the first singles that she released, Watermelon Woman. You're tuned in for the record here on FBI Radio 94.5. And man, oh man, what an album we are listening to. Yusu with Yellow River Blue and kind of running you through all the ins and outs of it in between. And it really is a record that is immediately reminiscent of dance music and celebration, but kind of exists somewhere a little bit outside of that. In yeah. maybe like the ambient dub world, synth pop world, left of field house, it kind of grabs all those things, shuffles them around, replace, replaces them with other little bits and bobs, and then kind of presents it to you as a nice little neat package. It's definitely a very unique blend of everything. Like, it's not quite ambient, not quite dubby, not quite housey. And of those last few songs, you can definitely see the range of genres and sounds and, I guess, movement of each track as well. This whole, his whole record is completely different. Every song moves in its own unique way, has a different energy to it. I yeah, think and is I the think best the way fact- of putting it. I think the fact that she doesn't rely on one specific kind of genre trope really enhances the listening experience of this record. You, you don't know what's going to come next, what kind of little niche she's going to carve into next, and that's really exciting to listen to, you know? Absolutely. Now, a little earlier, we mentioned that so much of this record and the journey in its inception and making is very much inspired by a trip that Yusu took to China, to mainland China in 2019. Um, She was touring her Preparation for Departure EP and not only did that trip prompt her to write all this new music, but it also connected her with the bustling Chinese electronic music scene, which ended up motivating her to start her own record label. It's called uh, Bier Records which is the record label that released this album. And I think the story of the whole record label is significant, important, and so fun and exciting to see because representation in all forms is so necessary and so important. It's a label focused on platforming emerging Chinese electronic talent. Yeah, and I mean, you can really hear the switch. I'm I'm, I'm glad we played um, Watermelon Woman before. And while it it's not you know, a full 180 in terms of sound. It's definitely, you can hear the progression and her wanting to kind of implement some of that Chinese culture into her music. And it's really nice to hear that she's not just done that a little bit, but kind of almost gone full out in it and doubled down on that where I feel like that's that's what she should have done. Yeah, you can see the care and attention she's given to different unique bass lines, the percussion, the classical piano, and how she's brought it all together. Because although every track here is, I guess, difference in its essence, it doesn't feel like she's slapped seven or eight songs together and just put it out. It It is a cohesive full work and it does feed off this same type of energy. Yeah, and I feel like she's also really good at creating <laughs> these specific worlds for her music to live in, that ambient kind of glue that connects the whole rest of the record with everything else that's why nothing feels out of place she can do something a little bit different here but it will still sound relevant to the album because of that world that she's inviting her tracks to live in yeah i mean more than anything the sound of this record the production 
is, I guess, indicative or a reflection of so many different types of moods and areas and literal and figurative places. You can, once we tell you the fact that so much of this record was produced across the world in between Seattle, LA, Shanghai, Vancouver, you can feel the different energies and I've said essence too many times now, but <laughs> you you can really get the feeling of like being in these places, how different they are, how different your experience being in these places would be and how that has bled into this record. Yeah, and it's look, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trope uh a um it happens all the time now. The classically trained pianist moves into making electronic music and then so on and so forth, the story kind of goes. We've said a lot here on the show because it, it happens a lot. But I do think it, it, again, is really relevant to the makeup that is this album because had she been born into electronic music, this, this album probably wouldn't exist, you know? And, and ha- coming from classical music with that sort of a little bit of a naive nature into electronic music, stuff like this is born, you know, where you get someone approaching it from a completely different angle that maybe a person who had been listening to ambient house and pop music their whole life wouldn't be able to see from. Yeah, and I mean, you can see that she's taken that classical training and employed instruments like timbers, different types of instrumentation. She's using a pentatonic scale um, that is traditional to Chinese music and then using it to make tracks like Shu, which is a little bit trip-hoppy. You called it a bit grimes causey. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> look, it, it, it's, it's an easy comparison to make given, yeah, she's, she lives in Canada, or at least was living in Canada, and is making, at least the first track sounded fairly fairly grimes chorus, but I think that the difference for me is she approaches it with almost like an innocence and a straightforwardness that kind of cuts through that comparison. Totally. And then I guess the comparison to the track you just heard, Touch Me Not, which constantly feels like it's being plucked. Um, you're plucking at something and a constant movement. It doesn't ever really settle into itself. There's a build, but it never really drops. And then a little bit later, you're going to hear Melaleuca at night, which is so much smoother and softer and subtle. If you just tuned in, you're on For The Record here on FBI Radio 94.5. We've been running you through the album Yellow River Blue by Yusu, and we're going to jump into a little bit more of that now. This one is called Gleam. You're on For The Record. Drop us a line on 0409-945-945.
Uh, future sounds of London, Trip Hoppy, Portisheady, Bayusu, that's Klein right there, off the back of Melaleuca at Night and Gleam. You're on for the record, we are listening to Yellow River Blue, the debut record Bayusu. We've just unpacked the sound, influences, inspiration, and although it might be early in, I guess, this record's tenure to talk about the very significant impact it's made on music and culture, it is very easy to see what that impact will be and what this record will do. Don't you think so, Dan? And I think despite the album, you know, being named after the world's most silted river, its eight tracks move pretty fluidly between each other and really kind of contrast exactly what the album was named after. And I think that She's a really, really smart producer and one that's going to kind of keep trying to push the boundaries in exactly what she's trying to do with each record that comes after this. And I also think that it's a nice little kind of nod or continuous nod that people have been doing, born into immigrant families that are going back to their cultural heritage and then inviting us, you know, to get a little sneak peek and then pull the curtain back and look a little bit further. And I think it's really, really important that that happens just to kind of continue to promote equality and unity amongst people. Yeah, and I mean, this is what every great debut record does. It sets the tone, introduces not only an artist, but really solidifies their place, I think, in music. And for Yusu, it is that not only is she just a brilliant DJ, but she is a very impressive music maker and producer. Yeah, and I think coming coming at it from the classical standpoint is really interesting to hear in dance music, even though it's you know not a new thing and people have done it before. Um, she's definitely not reinventing the wheel by doing so. I still, as a person who has not studied classical music, <laughs> find it really interesting to, to listen to people's take that have, and I think I will probably continue to long after this record. I mean, I guess... The best part about this record and one that you can see not only through the care that was taken in making it, but the, I guess, the authenticity and the genuineness uh, that Yusu carries as a producer, how she approaches music, even the way that she's been celebrating this record's release, like when uh, FBI announced that this was going to be the album of the week, she straight away posted it all on her socials and Mm. was so grateful and thankful and it's so special i think to see such a humble producer too yeah and i think they're also just just quickly before i i I die on the classical music hill i think (laughs) it i think it's really nice to to watch someone who if you've been brought up through that system which is extremely systematic you know you're taught 
this is the way that music is done x y z really almost like robotic in the best possible way and obviously not in a negative way it's nice to watch someone kind of throw out the rule book in a sense and really kind of rebel against what they've been taught their whole life and i think that's what's kind of so inspiring and interesting about an album like this yeah and i think yusu has proved her point that there's no guessing what next step she'll take even if her team up with francis inferno orchestra as ufo is anything to go off and the dancier rhythm she's made together with fio is anything to go off there's plenty more where yellow river blue came from and on that we're going to dip into dusty right here on fbi Big shout out to Jackie on the text line who loves our nerdy research and presentation, even if I don't know who it is, I do now. Thank you so much for texting in, Jackie. Honestly, one of the one of the sweetest texts we've gotten, so thank you so much. If you want to get in touch while we're doing the show, 0409-945-945 is the spot to do so. We'd love to hear your thoughts, hear your thoughts on the record, or just hear from you in general. Drop us a line. For the record, Melaleuca, off the back of Dusty. It's time for us to make some room for lunch with Kiki Amberber. But did you know, thanks to all of your support in the last year, after a very tough year, very tough 2020, thanks to us financial supporters, FBI Radio is here to stay and to say thank you. We've teamed up with Paramount House to spoil you with a dream staycation. All you got to do is sign up or renew as an FBI radio supporter for your chance to win a stay at Paramount House. Just head to fbiradio.com forward slash support and you'll go straight in the draw. 
if you've never become a supporter, you can sign up for as little as five bucks a month if you're a concession, or ten is the standard rate, and you get so many goodies week in, week out. FBIRadio.com forward slash support. Become an FBI supporter or renew and you'll go straight into the draw for a staycation. Who doesn't love a good staycation? I feel like they're (laughs) some of the most funnest things in the world. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's been a pleasure uh, banging on about the Yusu record with you and listening to what is one of the best debut records of the year, I feel, is, is is a fairly, fairly easy thing to say about this record. Definitely not a hot take. But we will be back with you next week. All you got to do to listen back to today's show, just head to fbiradio.com slash programs. Click on For the Record. You can stream it back there or find us wherever you get your podcasts from. If you want to get in touch, For the Record at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can hear us on Instagram. For the Record FM is the handle. But on that note, we got to get out of here. We'll see you here at the same time next week.